Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. I will be your father. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swagger jacking some of his, his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. Welcome back to 88.3 WGTs. After further review here, I'm Derek Lawson with David, the man of God, Harris. And uh, David, it's just me and you. Frank will be back next week. Uh, he has some things to do. I think he had to do something with um, refereeing, I believe he told us uh, last week. So it's just me and you here. And uh, guess what? We're going to be doing another preview here of the NFL. And we got, what, the AFC South coming up next? Yep. All AFC right. South. All right, so as you know, as we always do here on 88.3 WHUT, we try to get it to, together and uh, hold on. Get this music all together for you here as we were getting out the intro music and then we get into some of the NFL. And we said we're going to do the AFC South, right? Yep. So here we go. Do your thing. All right, kicking off with the AFC South, worst to first, and probably the most. And you're probably thinking, I've said some you know crazy predictions so far. Yes, you have. Um, but I think this one is probably the. I mean, I think the Browns aren't going to are going to stink up the joint. But you know, we talked. If you want more conversation about that and what I feel about the Cardinals, check out the SoundCloud app. Previous weeks, but. For the basement in the AFC South, I have the Houston Texans. And I'm going to be honest, I'm going winless. I don't think they win a game. Why? Please explain. How do you think they're going to go winless? Just just if you look at at their roster, and obviously these are all professionals. Obviously they're at the highest. They're the .001% of the 1% that are doing this as a profession. Mm -hmm. But I just don't see how they are going to be competitive competitive enough to win a game. I think they'll be, you know, obviously there's pride to want to actually play well and do well. But I think, I just don't see it. I'm trying to, I look through the schedule. Um, as I mentioned last week, I did the, you know, head-to-head win-loss record for each team. And I, the only game that I thought that they may have a chance is the, I guess we're going to call it the Deshaun Watson game now. So, but that game against Cleveland, but I can't, I can't see them winning that because Deshaun Watson's coming back and he's <laughs> going to have a point to prove to everyone else. Like I just don't see Houston winning a game, so here, and it sucks because, yeah. So here's the thing, David. And I, I, maybe this might be a Browns Lions thing. Remember, both teams were able to go zero and sixteen. Now that they've added a game since last year, so there's seventeen games on the schedule. So the Texans could be the first team to actually go zero and seventeen. But here's here's an eerie thing. Both teams that went zero and sixteen, the Browns and the and the Lions those years, uh, were undefeated in the preseason. Uh, the Texans right now are are actually 
are undefeated in the preseason. All they've won all three games. They beat the Saints 17-13. They beat the Rams 24 to 20 and they just beat the 49ers 17 to 0. So, if you're saying the Texans aren't going to win a game, they'll be the first team obviously to go 0 and 17. Are they the 2022 Browns and Lions teams that went winless in a season? They won all their preseason games. And I'm yeah. looking, their first game is against the Colts, at Broncos, at Bears, and Chargers. That's their first four games. That Bears game is can be winnable, David. You you and I have talked about this. This Bears team is not good. Yeah, no, and as soon as I pulled up the schedule, I'm like, week three might be the game. Like, that, they could, like that's probably, other than the Browns, their closest game. I think all the other teams and their cross-division um, – Rivalry along with the AFC West is the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see them beating the Giants. I think the Texans are progressively worse than the Giants, and that's what, you know, and we'll get to Daniel Jones next week, but the Giants still looking for a quarterback. I mean, the only realistic one is your Bears, and I still think I would rather take the no offensive line. Justin Fields probably running for his life throwing to, you know, insert Joe Schmo over to the Texans' offense. Like, I think preseason always, we take it with a grain of salt because it's usually you get your starters here and there, but it's mostly for your twos and threes just to see who you have in terms of depth before you're making the final cut. But, yeah, I think the Texans are just going to struggle. Usually we say every year, you know, the Texans and the Jaguars are the seller dwellers, but the Jaguars are progressively you know, better than the Texans. Do we? Do I see them beating the Commanders? No. Even late in the season when they're playing, you know, the Chiefs and the Titans and the Cowboys. Like, that's for positional seeding in the playoffs for those three teams. So it's like, there aren't any games where I think the opposing starters are going to rest because there's still going to be something to play for heading into end of December into January. And I just think the Texans are going to be on the brunt end of a lot of bad losses. What about Denver? You know, I know they got there at Denver. Now they're owned by the Walmarts. You know, obviously that won't be a cheap win. You know, Broncos, let's ride, as uh, (laughs) Russell Wilson was doing that little promo for them. You don't think they can beat the Commanders, New York? As you always know, the NFC East has been the NFC least. Um, Dallas is a mess. They've got a few teams on here that are a mess that they can sneak a win by. And I'm I'm, I'm looking at their depth chart, actually. And obviously, there's nothing to really look at. But Davis Mills is their starter quarterback. Nebian and Pierce is the running back. Uh, the wideouts are Nico Collins, Chris Conley. Tight end is Brevin Jordan. Um, Paul Quisenberry is their, uh, or Quisenberry uh, is their fullback. On, over on defense, obviously, I mean, it, they're basically in a rebuild. Uh, so there's no really stars to say on, on their uh, on their defense. Uh I think they can get at least one or two wins. I don't know if they, they can go winless. I'm looking at this schedule. It, there's maybe a two or three wins they can pluck. But, I mean, if you want them to go winless, they can go winless. I, maybe they can go winless in their division. 
But there, there looks to me on this schedule, it looks like there's some gimmies on here. And I, you know, you know, I, me, I'm a Bears fan, but I, I can see that as a win. Um, Jacksonville, yeah, new coach, maybe possibly improved, but still young and don't know how to win yet. That could be a win. Obviously, New York, Washington, train wrecks. That could be a win. Um, Dallas, there's no telling what not what would happen to Dallas. You know how they are. They start in with drama, and then somebody key gets now. Obviously, their new defensive or not their new what is it? Their new right tackle just got uh, torn in hamstring. He won't be back there see until December, possibly. But as you know, with Dallas, they always get a key injury somewhere, and the, the, the team's already fragile as it is. They could fall apart. Then you got Jacksonville again. Um, so yeah, they could be possibly three or four wins, possibly now. We know in the NFL they could possibly go have the offer, but I don't know, David. Uh, this this schedule uh, is favorable for them. I I think schedule like they have like you said those games where things could happen. I just think as you're reading through the depth chart, mm-hmm. I was thinking that's something that you would see in a preseason game. If we're just going to be honest, like as you're reading through like the the starting players for the Houston Texans. Like, that's what you would see week two of preseason where, you know, you're mixing in some ones here and some of the skill positions. You're throwing in a lot of rookies to get them some game time and some game reps and then a lot of depth guys to give your starters some rest. Like, like would I be surprised? And obviously the, the game for you, the Bears, for me, circling the Browns December 4th, Mm-hmm. Like those are the only two that I really ruffled with mm-hmm. in terms of giving the Texans a win. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if if you're a Houston Texans fan, I mean, I would say there's always basketball season, but you know, Rockets are in a rebuild too. Everything in the rebuild is in Houston, other than the Astros who are just cheating. So that is true. But. All right, so go on to the. So you got them not winning a game, so that 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 that's fine. So we'll have them at the Ofer. Who's next? All right, my on the show second favorite team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I just realized this division is not very good. If you got the Colts, the Texans, and the Jaguars in it, the Tennessee Titans should probably run away with it. But continue. Yeah, I mean, yeah, this. This might be the worst division in football. If it wasn't for the NFC East, it probably would be. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the Jacksonville Jaguars coming in third place. Again, another team that's in a rebuild mode. There's a lot, still a lot of questions that I have with Trevor Lawrence. I just, I just don't know if he's going to be the long-term kind of great quarterback that everyone thinks he is. Just from seeing him, I still think there's, there's a lot of more room for improvement. He might get there, but I don't think he's at the level of a Justin Herbert or a Joe Burrow or you know Patrick Holmes, some of these other younger quarterbacks that are in that same general age range. Again, similar schedule. I think the Jaguars are going to be a lot more competitive, obviously, but they're still going to have their issues. I have them finishing the season at seven and ten. Seven and ten. Okay, and that, that's the Jaguars. Yep. So last year, what did they have? Only two wins last year. I mean, it was a disaster last year. Basically, I looked that up. Actually, they were three and fourteen. 
last season. They were fourth in the AFC South. Um, and obviously with Urban Meyer, he had, you know, women just dancing on him and everything like that. And, that, you know, it's just stupid, just stupid, stupid, stupid. Now, it, it, it's kind of crazy here. In the preseason, it looks like, did they get four games? Because they've lost every preseason game. Yeah, they were in the Hall of Fame game. Oh, uh, that's right. So they get the fourth one. Yeah, they've lost every game. And you got them winning seven games. Okay, cool. So do you, they improved by four games. And was that just because of the coaching? Uh, I think coaching. I think also kind of another year with Lawrence getting under the belt. I think another year of having some better weapons. Again, do I think Christian Kirk is deserves number one wide receiver money? Absolutely not. But I think if we can see James Robinson, who was kind of that breakout star for them, kind of the diamond in the rough. If he can return and be uh, we can get glimpses of what he saw from him. Um, we're still waiting to see what we can get from Travis Etienne. Um, yeah, they have the pieces offensively, and I think more importantly for Jacksonville, we're starting to see the defense be a lot more intimidating like they were when they had um, Jalen Ramsey, the Leonard Fournette, those those teams that were pushing for top tier AFC dominance. We're starting to rebuild a lot of that, and I also think it's just the division. You're guaranteed two wins from the Texans, and then for some reason Tennessee just can't win in Jacksonville. So there's your third there. Mm-hmm. So, or excuse me, Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah, Indianapolis can't win in Jacksonville. So, yeah. And a favorable schedule again. You're playing the Jets. You're playing the teams in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. So you're going to nap some wins there that more than likely will help elevate that confidence. True. Okay, next one we get to who's next. So you got Houston, no wins. Jacksonville gets seven. There's two left. And I'm probably going to guess you're going to see the Colts are going to be second. Not so fast, my friend, as Lee Corso likes to say. I have the Tennessee Titans what? bringing, making it competitive, but I think the Tennessee Titans unfortunately missed the playoffs this year. Whoa. I think. Whoa, that is breaking news right there. Whoa. Go ahead, David. I think they're good, but losing A.J. Brown is going to be huge. I just think offensively he, was, he did so much. In terms of taking the top off, but then also just being that safety valve where you know that he was going to be um, kind of that playmaker. And obviously, everyone's saying Traylon Burks drafted to be that heir apparent. A lot of people are saying, you know, what's the leash going to be on Ryan Tannehill knowing that you drafted Malik Willis? Uh, I just don't know. I just don't know. And then it's always, do you trust any team in this division? If we're just going to be honest. Well, you got, it, you got we've already pass, established. That question is secondary. Yeah. We've already established it's not the greatest. If it, but, uh, but then again, though, if the teams are bad in this division, this could this be a division where someone has a losing record? Could someone go basically, let's say, mm, Seven and ten, and actually win it. Uh, 
That'd I mean, be crazy. Or six and eleven? I don't know. Probably, probably not six and eleven. I could see, um, I can see eight and nine, which is what I have the Titans record mm-hmm. being. Mm-hmm. I could see that winning the division if kind of some of the head-to-head matchups cross division don't um, don't pan out, and they lose a couple of those games that are supposed to be the quote-unquote winnables. Mm-hmm. Like I could see. You know, do the Titans drop a game against the Bears because Ryan Tannehill has a clinker. Right. You know, they have to play the Chiefs and the Chargers. Could those be, you know, toss slips, win-loss? That could affect the record. But, yeah, I just think Tennessee is going to struggle, and I think this might be the last year that full-time Ryan Tannehill is the starter. Mm -hmm. Because I think Malik Willis, Particularly with the chip on his shoulder, particularly with this division and knowing that if there are going to be close games and also Ryan Tannehill is just due for an injury, if Malik Willis plays well, you know, like a lot of teams that we've seen, if you got a lot of investment in a quarterback for the future, how quickly versus how slowly do you ease him in? It could be a thing like we're seeing in San Francisco where you know, sits for a full year and then boom, gets the reins. We just will have to wait and see what we find with the Titans. Right. Okay. Now coming up next, who's? So you're saying the Titans? What was their record going to be? Eight and nine. Now last year they went twelve and five. So the the so who's going to win? Actually, is you're going to have Indianapolis. Indianapolis, arguably the best running back in football, and Jonathan Taylor, Stephon Gilmore, Lightly will be. I think he'll be back to himself where he was that lockdown corner. And old man, Father Time just finds a way. Like I don't, I don't know how long Matt Ryan will stay healthy because I just feel like he's. Getting up there, he's mm-hmm. he has he only has a couple of years left, right. and I, I want to say the last three years in Atlanta just drained the life out of him because they were just hamster wheel. Mm-hmm. And now that we'll get to the NFC South and shortly, now that he's gone and they're in a full rebuild mode, um, I think he'll have a breakout year. Now, am I saying that he's going to turn? I'll Matt Stafford and take the Colts to the Super Bowl? No. I think the Colts are good. They have a strong offense. They have a strong offensive line. They know their bread and butter. They're going to go Wisconsin Badger, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. And Matt Ryan will probably throw 15, 20 times a game. Mm-hmm. Um, but my question is going to be defensively, can, can the defense be as dominant as the offense? Because if the defense can be top 10, top 12, and I'll put the limit at 12 just because, you know, you don't want to get too middle of the road, but if they can be top 12 defensively, I think the Colts could be a dark horse to upset somebody in January. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for the winners of the AFC South, I have them with a record of 10 and 7. Wow. That is, now, the win, like, remember Tennessee went 12 and 5. Um, 
to win the division last year. Indianapolis was second at nine and eight. So you're only giving them one extra win to actually then actually win the division. So that tells you how bad Tennessee kind of fell off. Yeah, ten- Tennessee's definitely going to struggle. And I think, obviously, the health is important. And then we're also, the, you know, the Derrick Henry X mm-hmm. factor. But can Derrick Henry be the X factor? Mm-hmm. It's kind of a wait and see. But, yeah, this division is going to be woof. Oh, that'll be that'll be crazy. All right, so go do a little recap. You got Indianapolis ten and seven, right? Yep. Tennessee, you said eight and nine. Eight and nine. Uh, Jacksonville, you said seven and ten. Seven and ten. And Houston, zero oh and seventeen. Gonna put up the big donut. Wait a minute! Don't you have? Didn't you have the Browns not win the game either? No, I have the Browns at two and fifteen. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I, I thought there was a couple uh, other, some other Ofer team that you had in your, some of your previews. No, nope, the Texans are unfortunately the only team this year that's going to throw up the big donut. Mm-hmm. Who knows? You never know. That, that, that is true. That, that is very true. You, you never know. Wow, that's 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 pretty interesting. Even though you know it's the the AFC South, the AFC South has not been a very good division though. Yeah, I, I think the thing about the AFC South is because there those three teams, Colt, well, particularly Colts and Titans, and then the Jaguars kind of bring up career. It's like there's nothing that really separates them from kind of the bottom. To whereas, if you say a division like the NFC North, like you know it's Packers, mm-hmm. boom, they're the class of the division, right? You know that for the longest time in the East before the Bills resurgence, it was the New England Patriots. Like, they were the class of the division. Like, it was, it's never really been that in the AFC South. It's, okay, you know, Indianapolis gets a couple years, the paid men years are their dominant. And then after that, Tennessee has their little ascent. Jacksonville has those couple years where they're going to the AFC championship game, making deep playoff runs. But then, you know, Houston had a little time there with the the Watson, the Hopkins, J.J. Watts kind of, you know, being dominant in elite. And now it seems like it's back to Colts, Titans, the the. the. Seems like the, every team goes through a rebuild quicker than the other divisions, where you really don't know in the South if there's a lock to win the division or really the seeding. Mm-hmm. Mm, that, that, okay, that's pretty interesting. All right, so we have that. So coming up next, we got the NFC South. Uh, that, that, that actually will be an interesting one because we'll talk about your boy Tom Brady. We got the Saints. Can Jameis do something? He, I heard he looked pretty good in the preseason game the other night. Carolina and Baker. And the Atlanta Falcons post Matt Ryan. Now that'll be an interesting preview. I, I want to hear your preview on that because the AFC South it doesn't. It was it's a little lackluster. Yeah, AFC South, but NFC. I mean, they, people call them the goat for a reason. That's true. We'll take a quick commercial break. You listen to eighty-eight point three Tees. After further review, make sure. 
I posted it for you on our uh, twi- on our Twitter AFR Sports Show. Um, and did you see it, David? Yep. Your, your previews. Actually, I think let me look at the previews. See how many people listen to your previews. Actually, and I also posted it on our um, Facebook after further review. Well, actually, that's uh, with picture of Frank Vashner and the horse's head. And I'm gonna pull that up real quick. And let's see here, David. I'm trying to get trying to get get you all over. Um, I actually got 125 plays in the last seven days. Interesting. Um, I mean, people are people are claiming for previews, probably also the controversial stuff. No, it looks like in re- some of it. Some of it is older stuff that they've been listening to. Um, actually. The Catholic League from March. It's like kind of weird how this works. And I don't know if these are bots or not. You got to make sure that there are really people listening. But, um, the, well, the Deshaun Watson, the controversial one, had 17 plays. Yeah, you're right. People like controversy. NFC North preview, you had six. AFC North preview had seven. Uh, Chris <laughs> from Friday Night Victors, he had 69 plays. On that now, for some odd reason though, your NFC West preview had 24 plays, and the AFC West had 14 plays and two two retreats, week or replays or shares or whatever. They share it was shared twice. Uh, NBA offseason moves had 34 plays, so yeah, not bad, not bad at all. Um, just just working our way up until we can get that to know. Big simulcast record deal. No, I don't know. Or for that. the mothership, or you know. I don't know about that one, David. You can keep dreaming about that. Maybe one day we'll get beamed up to the mothership. But uh, listen to 88.3WGDs after further review. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we return, we have the NFC South preview. As I mentioned before, make sure you check us out on a bunch of online platforms. We've got Twitter, AFR Sports Show. You know, on Facebook, we're after further review sports show and then it's WXUT's after further review on SoundCloud and on Apple iTunes make sure if you miss the show which airs on 88.3 WXUT 11.30 to 1 or 1.30 uh, we do tape all our segments so if you miss the show and you miss a segment we'll have it up for you if we don't have a show because of obviously other obligations we'll still try to pre-record for you like on a Thursday or a Friday and then post it up there we'll take a quick commercial break when we return NFC South Action 8.3 WXUT.